Hi, babes. Welcome to The Pleasure Portal, a podcast for women desiring to embody their fierce, wild, feminine magic, reclaim their deepest soul desires, and unleash the passion, pleasure, and fulfillment they know in their bones is their birthright. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant, a love, intimacy, and relationship educator and pleasure alchemist. I'm curious, has your pleasure ever been on the back burner? Have you ever felt like your pleasure doesn't matter? Have you experienced your feminine power being minimized, ignored, or suppressed? If so, this is the place for you. Because in this podcast, we're writing a whole new story together. We're a community of fierce femmes who are done with the binds of repression. We're the women who desire a pleasurable sex life, sacred connection with ourselves, and intimate partnership with another without having to give up or hide parts of who we are. We're the modern witches who until now have had to hide or suppress our sacred gifts. Together, we're unhooking from the binds that mute our greatest expression. We're dialing up that turn on full tilt. We're creating right relationship with our emotions, our power, our enchantment alchemy, and our womb wisdom. Each episode, I'll bring to you a mix of pleasure alchemy, embodiment education, love, sex, and relationship insights, and ultimately an invitation home to your fierce feminine magic. We are reclaiming it all. Down and in we go. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am thrilled. I took a week off last week. Um, really just in my feels was coming up against a lot of stuff and it needed to be processed and we got to walk or talk over here. So (laughs) couldn't be maxing myself out. And I honestly, I I don't believe in putting podcasts out just for the sake of putting a podcast out. I'm going to put a podcast out when I have something to say or when I have capacity to edit and prepare one of the wonderful interviews that we've got in the pipeline. But here we are. I am back. I am feeling revitalized and re-inspired and more anchored in my body. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, allowing myself to feel fully, allowing myself my process to move what I'm feeling, to inhabit my body and to, you know, shake out some of this old stuff that was just ready to release. It was ready to go. And it needed some devoted time. It needed space. This is the thing about healing is that it doesn't happen on our mind's timeline. It happens on its natural timeline that is synced up with nature. So nature cannot be rushed and neither can your healing. (laughs) So, you know, that's something that has always, always, always brought me a little bit of peace and comfort, especially when I'm in the tunnel, when I'm in these moments, I call them the tunnel because it feels like there is, you know, complete darkness. I don't know where I am in space and time. And if I just keep surrendering, if I just keep opening, Eventually, I make my way to the part of the tunnel where I can see the end. I can see, as cheesy as it is, the light at the end of the tunnel. And once you're at that point, 
it's so much easier to keep the momentum of feeling going and diving into your experience and allowing it to, you know, birth you again. You know, this is the cycle of death and rebirth that again, nature is always showing us always, always, always. And as human beings, we can really resist that cycle of death and rebirth. Like look at our culture. We are obsessed with avoiding getting older, which really, if we boiled it down is this deep seated fear of death. And, you know, I find that the only times that I'm afraid of dying are those moments where I'm not living. That's the only time. The only time I've ever been afraid to die is when I know somewhere in my system, I am not actually showing up for life. I am not showing up for the work that I was meant to do on this planet. I am not contributing in the ways that I know I am here to contribute in. And so, of course, I'm going to feel panicked. I am going to be terrified that I'm going to just kick it and you know, not complete my, my work here. And so the second that I notice that that is bubbling, I'm like, Oh, okay. It's time to go back in the tunnel. It's time to do a little bit more work. It is time to surrender. It is time to open a little bit more. And this most recent portal that I have transitioned through really brought a lot of brilliant things to the surface. One of which is this consistent theme of overfunctioning, And I, you know, my last relationship, it really brought that out into the open of like, Ooh, here you are overfunctioning in a relationship. And, you know, my other relationships before this, there wasn't a lot of overfunctioning there. However, in this most recent tunnel, I saw where the pattern was anchored. The pattern has been anchored in my business. It has been anchored in the things that I do for a living. So I overfunction, I overgive quite a bit, and it all just sort of came to a head in March. Apparently, astrologically, March was a shit show for just the collective. And I can confirm that that has been true for me. (laughs) I don't know if it's been true for you, Um, but it definitely was true for me. And it was this like reckoning, like if you were going to actually step up and move into this next chapter of your business, the next chapter of your life, the next chapter of your love life, you know, we've, we've got to deal with what's in the basement here. We can't keep you know, tossing air fresheners down the stairs to the basement and hoping it will, you know, cover up the smell of everything that's rotting down there. That's not how it works. We have to actually go down into the basement of our psyche and do some cleanup. We have to do some excavation. We've got to really, really get out the mop and get out the bucket And, you know, this is not a a Cardi B reference, but hey, if you want to wop it up while you're mopping it up, like go for it, go for it. But we have to get into the basement. We have to do this deeper inner work. Otherwise it fucks with our ability to relate. It fucks with our ability to show up powerfully in the work that we do. It really fucks with our ability to just be an active participant 
in the world in a way that contributes to the evolution of our greatness, the evolution of love, the ever evolution of like clean, clear, healthy community. And if we're not going down into the basement of our own stuff, we are going to really muck it up. We're just going to keep throwing those air conditioners, air conditioners, those air fresheners down the stairwell and hoping and praying for a miracle and then being shocked when it doesn't change a damn thing. And then when we come up against the same stuff, you know, a year or two down the road. And so whenever I go through the tunnel, it's always something that at the time feels like complete and utter shit. I do not like it. It is very uncomfortable. I resist it. I am human just like you. And yet there's also this part of me that is deeply, deeply grateful because I understand the alchemy that is happening. I understand the process that is happening. I'm going through a reckoning, not because I'm bad or wrong or messed up, but because I'm actually destined for something truly extraordinary. And all of this stuff is causing interference. And I've created enough capacity in my body through all of the healing I've done up until that point to be able to hold the next layer, to be able to process the next layer, to be able to digest the next layer. So that is just a little snapshot into what's been going on in the circus over here for the past couple weeks, but I'm happy to report that I am back. I feel like I have made it through the tunnel My eyes are back to their glittery, bright, normal selves. I feel more anchored in my body. I feel more available in my body. And I also feel more available to my mission. And when we get a little off track sometimes, it can feel like we are really off track when we're just just a little bit off track. And when we come back into our alignment, there is this sense of rejuvenation. And, you know, the thing that's true is that I get so fired up about love and relationships, sex and intimacy. These are my things. And being on social media these days, there is a lot of censorship and it is infuriating because I was feeling like my expression is capped. You can't say anything without offending somebody these days. And so what that's doing is it's creating a culture where people aren't actually speaking their truth. They're just parroting what they hear other people say, or what they hear the media say, or what they hear their government say. And it's moving them further and further away from that center point of their own anchoring in their truth. And this is problematic for so many reasons. The number one reason, at least as it pertains to my work, is that we can't have healthy, authentic relationships with people if we aren't being authentic. If we've gotten into a habit of, you know, dumbing down our truth or minimizing our truth or talking around our truth, and we're so afraid of just saying what's really there to be said, well, we're probably going to replicate that same pattern 
in relationship because what it's done is it's triggered this very old pattern of lack, limitation, scarcity, and fear. And we also have a very primal um, conditioning that pattern that's in every single one of us, which is the desire to survive. And we survive in community. We survive in belonging. So if we don't belong to a community, it trips up this very old instinctual part of us that without belonging, you will die. And if we think about that logically, it makes sense. Like an infant literally cannot survive without an adult or with, without somebody else making sure that it gets fed, it gets changed, it gets taken care of. And so every single one of us has that coded in to our awareness of if we don't have each other, if we don't have access to community, if we don't have access to belonging inside of community, if there is a chance I might get ostracized for my belief or my perspective, then I'm going to die. Like that's the equation that the mind is making. And that is informing a lot of our behavior and our beliefs. And it causes for a bit of a, a shitstorm, as we can see. And so bringing it back to these platforms, there is a huge, you know, I'm going to say war on sex educators. So people who are actually, you know, teaching things that are very, very, very important when people are not in their sexual power, they will manipulate using sexual energy. You can be easily manipulated when you are off your center, when you do not have an anchoring in your sexual power, your sexual power is otherwise known as your creative life force. So if we are, you know, essentially outsourcing our life force to an authority outside of ourselves, then we can be manipulated in so many ways, so many ways. And then we get to a point in life where we're like, is that all there is? Or it might trip up that fear. Like I was talking about earlier of, a fear of dying because we know we're not living. And part of living is literally being connected to your life force energy, which is your sex energy. And so many people have a lot of stuff around their sexuality. And this makes sense to me because it's the easiest way. It is the easiest way to control people. You kick them off center. You make their sexuality wrong. You make it bad. You make it sinful. You make it disgusting. Well, they won't touch it with a 10 foot pole because they need to belong. Belonging is more important than living. That's literally how it works. And so we have to, you know, really take a look at what is, what is going on on these platforms where a sex educator or someone who is talking about pleasure alchemy, learning through ease, learning through, you know, cultivating more pleasure in the system is getting shadow banned. Their content is not being seen by their community. They might not even be searchable on the internet or on that platform. Their content is just not being seen. That's very intentional because <laughs> When you know how powerful and potent your sexual energy is, you can't be manipulated by a system. 
You can't be manipulated by a person or a partner or a family. You can't be manipulated you by you. Like you literally drop into your sovereignty. You drop into your agency when you are connected to that life force energy. That life force energy is essential for you in cultivating a relationship with your intuition in getting your heart aligned with your mind because a lot of people are living in their heads. They aren't living and inhabiting their body. And this is largely problematic when it comes to relationships because how are we ever going to vet someone properly if we are majorly disconnected from our body? And so a lot of this work, especially my work and with the introduction of pleasure and more sexuality, bringing that online, it's so wild to see the second I started talking about that, my account got shadow banned and it's literally been shadow banned. So anyone who doesn't know what that means, essentially you get thrown in Instagram jail or TikTok jail or Twitter jail. (laughs) And they're like, if you comply if you do what we tell you to do, then we'll, we'll let you out to play again. And one could assert that this is happening on a much bigger scale than just social media. And we won't get into that today, but it is, it's something to chew on. It is something to chew on because it forces people to either, you know, conform and to, really mute their expression, which, you know, I started to do. I really started to mute my expression and not necessarily from the shadow ban, but there were some things that happened in the fall inside of my, you know, relationship uncoupling and just a lot of projections from random strangers on the internet. In fact, this one woman came at me she didn't like the spiciness of my expression and she, you know, felt the need to DM me a, a novel of her projections about who she thinks I am and what she thinks happened in my relationship. And, and then she kind of caps it off with, you know, maybe if you'd gone to the gym, he wouldn't have broken up with you. And what that did was it triggered a whole world of wounding with the feminine, a whole world. So I have literally never been harmed by men more than I've been harmed by women. And that is just the truth of my experience. I know that's not everybody's experience, but that has been my experience. The feminine in my, my lived life has been a vicious place. This is why I'm such a proponent of sisterhood. So we can heal those deep trauma wounds. And those go back eons. Like that is just not something that is special to my generation. This this goes back in time. You know, the whole, you know, essence of, you know, collaboration versus competition. We're now in a place in history where we actually do have the capacity to collaborate. And yet this conditioning around competition is still very strong. And what are we competing for? We're competing for belonging, but we're also competing, you know, instinctually for the attention of men 
And of course, this is not all women. This is not all people, but this is a large phenomenon that happens in, in the collective. And as a woman, I have definitely experienced a lot of emotional abuse at the hands of the feminine. The masculine was actually a safe place for me to land. I did a lot of healing in connection with the masculine. In fact, even before I could open the doorway to rebuilding my relationship with the feminine, I found myself in a community of men. I was the only woman. And those men, they were like, and they still are, a band of brothers. And in many ways, they kind of created this energetic circle of protection around me so that I could, you know, restabilize, I could heal to the point where, okay, I felt resourced enough in my body that I was now able to go out in the world. And they actually pushed me out of the nest. They're like, Kelsey, we love you and you need more girlfriends. (laughs) So we have auditioned some women who we think could be top contenders. Like they are fucking phenomenal phenomenal men. And, you know, that was when I started to really rebuild my relationship with the feminine. But when this woman came at me in September, it because there was already stuff that had come out inside of the relationship uncoupling that really didn't fit for me, that really threw everything that I knew about our relationship into flux of like, was that real? Was it not real? What can I trust? What can I not trust? Which, you know, mirrors very old parts of my story of being, you know, emotionally manipulated and experiencing emotional abuse. And, you know, so it destabilized me on, on that level. You know, if, if someone came and said that to me today, I'd be like, see ya, like your opinion doesn't matter. And you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And you can take your internalized misogyny somewhere else because it's not welcome here. That would be the response of someone who is resourced in their body. But because there was this destabilization that had already happened and I wasn't fully like in my body, when I received that, I internalized it and I made it mean like, oh, my expression is too much, which is what happens in the overfunctioning, underfunctioning dynamic. The overfunctioner, you know, unconsciously selects someone who can't meet them. And so it perpetuates this idea that they are too much. It also reinforces the wound of the underfunctioner who believes they're not enough. And no matter what they do, they can never get it right. It'll never be enough. And so these two play hand in hand with each other. And so part of, you know, being an overfunctioner, primarily in my business or in my work life, um, it fed into that whole narrative of like, you're too much. See, when you express your truth, you will get attacked. People are going to try and take you down and, you know, the same thing happened years ago when I did a TEDx talk and I knew it was going to be a little bit of a hotbed. It was a topic that people feel really, really righteous and moral about. It was about infidelity and I took a different take on it. And of course, you know, with a TEDx talk, you have a very short amount of time to make your point. You don't have time for nuance. 
And this is the thing. If, if I could go back in time and redo it, I, I wouldn't change the message of the talk, but I would seriously consider whether or not that is the right platform because there wasn't actually space to flush it out in the nuance. So of course, when you're talking about a topic that triggers people, they're immediately going to go into this place of moral superiority of righteousness and the majority of comments. And this, this TEDx has been viewed. Well, the last time I looked a few years ago was over half a million times. So it's probably higher now. Um, but the majority of comments that are really, really, really nasty are from women. And what I'm starting to see is there, there's a parallel here. When someone takes radical self-responsibility for themselves and their life and they refuse to be a victim, and that doesn't mean we deny the places where we have legitimately been victimized, but we refuse to identify as a victim. We refuse to take on that persona, that identity of being powerless, and there's nothing we can do to change. That is just not me. That has never been me. I am someone who has got a warrior fucking spirit. And, you know, when I've chosen partners who that underfunctioner, overfunctioner dynamic gets played out, that warrior spirit gets villainized. It gets understood as like, you're too masculine and you need to be more feminine, which is also very painful because I am innately feminine. I am a woman. I, I have more feminine energy than I will ever have masculine energy. I have more estrogen in my body than I will ever have testosterone in my body. This is just facts. I am not going to change that biochemistry. Um, and you know, this is innately who I am and I will not, you know, accept the fact that I am a victim and I, there's nothing that I can do to change or, you know, play that blame game where it's always someone else's fault. That shit makes my blood boil. I have no space and time for that because it actually robs me of my agency. So we want to talk about agency. We want to talk about living a life that feels really good, creating on purpose. If you do not experience yourself as someone who has agency, you know, you're always going to be, you know, at the whims of whatever system, whatever person or authority has power over you. And that just is not a yes for me. As someone who believes in, you know, past lives, like I truly believe that there are past lives that I've lived where I have been burned for being a witch, being burned for being different, for being burned for being a healer, for trusting in the cyclical nature of, you know, the world of humans. And that all that takes is just paying attention. Nature has revealed all of the mysteries <laughs> And we just have to pay attention. And so seers, healers, witches, you know, of times gone by, they were attuned. They were present. They were working with these energies. They were in harmony, in tandem with the earth. They weren't raping and pillaging the earth. They weren't extracting more than they needed. They were in harmony. And there was a sense of reverence for that relationship.
And that can be very threatening to someone who, you know, just wants to take or wants to exploit. And to have come to this point and juncture in my lived experience and then just roll over and be like, okay, I guess this is just how it is now. Like that is just not going to happen. I will not fucking do it. And I really, really hope that if you are someone who listens to this podcast, that you are also someone who is not going to just lay down and take it, that you too have a warrior spirit, regardless of who you are, regardless of how you identify, regardless of whether you're a man, woman, person, like it doesn't matter. Is that warrior spirit in you? Are you going to walk the path of what is truly aligned for your soul's journey? And sometimes that means, you know, having these moments where we're knocked off center, where someone, you know, a stranger, and, you know, this is so interesting that it was someone who literally I've never spoken to in my entire life who made this wild assumption about me, but hit something really, really deep. Not only as a woman who, you know, I watched, you know, in the world of socialization, women be judged on their bodies alone. So you have worth based on the size. So the smaller you are, the more worth you have in the eyes of the patriarchy, in the eyes of the, you know, the system that I was socialized in. And when you are up against that, that conditioning, and then someone makes a comment about your body and it's like, well, that's why he didn't choose you. Um, well, first of all, like you don't know the whole story. Like you just don't. And so in this day and age, we think that we are entitled to people. Like I have really (laughs) been reflecting in this last year of like, we might be entering the age of entitlement this is not an age of enlightenment. This is an age of entitlement where we feel entitled to people's time. We feel entitled to access to them without actually doing our due diligence. It's one thing if there was someone who personally knows me, personally knows my former partner, knows that relational dynamic, and they have something to say, I'm probably going to value that. But when someone who literally doesn't know me, doesn't know him, doesn't know our relationship and just makes wild assumptions and then believes those assumptions and then projects those assumptions, that shit's fucked up. That shit is not okay. And when it happened, because it was so destabilizing, because it was, you know, packed on some rupturing that had already happened you know, the, the first thing that the body is going to do is like, how do we survive? How do we survive through this? And so, you know, it kind of shuts down our resources in a lot of ways so that we can go into survival mode. And the easiest thing to shut down was my expression, was my voice. So then I got like really caught up in like, oh, well, if I say this, I'm going to offend these people. And if I say this, I'm going to offend these people. And like, if this woman has come for me, like they're all coming with pitchforks and I'm going to get burned at the stake again. So it literally brought up this terror in my body. Like, and I'm guessing it's, it's an old cellular memory from either my generational line or maybe a past life of being killed for speaking truth 
for being killed for having that fierce feminine energy, for standing in that power, for not just going along with the masses. And so, of course, of course, I would have to be initiated. This is the thing about the tunnel. It's an initiation. And we live in a culture, um, my, my beautiful co-pilot in my business, she is so passionate about initiation and that we are living in a largely uninitiated culture where people aren't initiated from adolescence into adulthood, into functional adulthood, which is why I'm imagining we see a lot of the drama that we do online because that's what adolescents do who haven't actually developed the capacity to critically think, to do their research, to process their emotions. They are being railed by their emotions. They're being ruled by their emotions. And I'm not someone who is going to say, eradicate your emotions. No, you need those. And you also need to know how to dance with them. You also need to know how to work with them. What is their wisdom when they're rising? How do you integrate their message? How do you even access their message? And without initiations, these moments where we essentially die and then we're rebirthed and we're rebirthed into a more expansive version of ourselves. So it's like the whole transition um, that a butterfly makes, you know, from caterpillar cocooning and then, you know, breaking out of the cocoon and then flying as this beautiful creature. We have so many of those moments. It's not just a one-time thing that happens like, oh, you, you go through an initiation once and then bada bing, bada boom, and you're a fully functional adult and you'll never have to go through that again. No, (laughs) there are initiations throughout the entirety of life. Grief is an initiation. Loss is an initiation. Sickness is an initiation. Joy is an initiation. Pleasure is an initiation. There are so many, so many tunnels, so many initiations that we will be invited into. And if we want to stay in that perpetual adolescence, we will not enter the tunnel. We will just stay escalating our emotions, fighting with people on the internet, not really making an active contribution to the type of world that we want to see. We're just focused on what isn't working, what we don't like, what's wrong, but there isn't an equal or stronger focus on, okay, what's right? What is going well? What is the solution that honors every single human being, every single sentient being on this planet that honors the earth? What are the solutions? And we cannot have those conversations if we are uninitiated. If we are essentially toddlers or adolescents just running around throwing our temper tantrums nonstop and attempting to manipulate people. There's a lot of emotional manipulation that's happening on the internet right now. I don't really see this happening in real life. Like when I'm off my, my phone and not on the world of social media, like that's not how people are interacting with each other. It's just on social media. It's this interesting phenomenon. And that might just be where I live and I'm 
totally open to that being a possibility. Um, but as I talk to people in other corners of the world, other cultures, it seems to be something that, you know, is a thread of commonality. And, you know, when we are able to anchor into our own experience and anchor into, you know, what these initiations are trying to teach us, we are able to have discussions that are constructive. We are able to extract the gold from these moments where we feel, you know, it's the end. Like when I went through that, I'm like, this is, this is the end. (laughs) Like there's some shit and you know what? I, I don't know that I'm going to make it through. I don't know that I'm going to come through this. And yet here I am on the other side. Did it take a little bit of time? Yes. Were there these mini initiations along the way? Yes. So there's like micro ruptures that all kind of build up, build up, build up, build up. And then the collapse happens. The reckoning happens where then I finally drop into it all. And the pieces start piecing together where I can see like, oh yeah, I am over-functioning and I am over-giving in my business and that has to stop. And the second I became aware of that, I asked for help. And I have since brought on this incredible woman as my co-pilot here and my right-hand person. And she is such a fucking gem. I have, I haven't felt this inspired about my business probably since 2017, 2017 was like the peak of me feeling really in flow with my business. And 2018 was when my, my most recent relationship began. And that's when I started to kind of veer off path. And now it's like this whole homecoming like, Oh wait, yeah, this is what we're here to do. And this is where we're going. And this is okay. Like it's okay to pivot. It's okay to transform. It's okay to change. And if Instagram and Twitter and TikTok are going to censor you, then you can find other ways to have these conversations. The podcast is obviously one of them. And you know, sometimes diving into intimacy and sex and pleasure is like step two or three. And so my Instagram, my social media is going to be focused on steps one and two, which is, you know, the dating, the relating, like the communication, like how do we get those pieces right? How do we get the relationship with ourselves right first? How do we then work in those relationships with other as step number two. And then, you know, and this is only going to really be available for people who have worked with me in some capacity. Then we will move into those conversations about intimacy and sex, because I could talk all day about sex and intimacy. Anyone who knows me personally knows that this is very much a fact. (laughs) It's literally one of my favorite things. And there has to be, you know, capacity there in order to have those conversations in a way that doesn't re-traumatize or cause harm or just rev up the system and we can't deal because then we're not actually diving into the pleasure of it at all. So we do a lot of that emotional excavation. We do a lot of that cleanup going into those tunnel moments, those initiations, 
And after we've been through a few of those, then we can naturally open because, you know, diving into sexuality, especially as women, there has to be this relationship to openness. And, you know, that's, that's the feminine. The feminine principle is to open. The feminine principle is the mystery. It's this creative life force. And if we are disconnected from that, if we're clamping down, if we are clenching, if we are like bracing for impact with, like, if you do that right now, like just brace for impact, you know, squeeze your hands. And if you are a woman with a pussy, you're probably going to feel a tension in your pussy, in your womb. If you are a man and you're probably going to feel that tightening in your ass, you're probably going to feel it in your balls. Like there's just a tightening, like this up energy, like we're pulling up and we're bracing. And so if we haven't done the preliminary emotional work, if we haven't done the body work to get into the system and resensitize the body to, you know, kind of undo any conditioning around villainizing the emotions, well, then we're going to keep gripping when it comes to our sexuality. And we're going to keep gripping when it comes to our sexual expression. And that is going to obviously influence the amount of pleasure and the sex magic that we can access, which is really just divine union, like the coming together of two polarities, the coming together of two hearts, the coming together of these different energies and really combining in a way where we can access something bigger than ourselves individually, which is really what sex magic is all about. That is what you know, healthy sexual union is all about. You actually get to access more of yourself through intimacy, through your sexuality, but we can't just drop you in there. So, you know, there, there will be occasionally, you know, the, the time and space where I, I drop uh, an intimacy or pleasure, you know, nugget on those platforms. But the thing is, every time I do, I get shadow banned and y'all don't see it anyway. So (laughs) there's really not a lot of point to doing that on those platforms. And, you know, this is the invitation to, you know, obviously I'm not going to not be on social media, but really utilizing it for what I can utilize it for. And then having these conversations in more intimate community, which, you know, really, really, really feels like a turn on. Like that feels so juicy because then there's safety for everyone who is participating in that conversation. We all know on some level that everyone's been vetted for their capacity, vetted for their emotional maturity, vetted for their agency. So the agency aspect being like they take radical self-responsibility for themselves in their life. Because when we have those common threads, these conversations are so nourishing. They are so uplifting. And like, I am thrilled to be about to open the doors to a brand new program. It's called Mutually Met. And this is a program for women, for queens, who are literally queening in every area of life. Like you figured it out. You've got it locked down. You are functional in all of the areas of your life 
and you're successful, you're crushing it. Like you're happy, fulfilled in all of these other areas of your life. And relationally, there has been a pattern of calling in partners who underfunction or who you end up taking that polarity role of being the provider. So you're taking care of things. You're in your masculine relationally. And, you know, your feminine is craving to be let out of the cage. She's craving to be met, to be penetrated, to be filled up with consciousness, to be filled up with presence, to be filled up with belonging. And in order to do that, like there are some elements that we have to, you know, address. And a lot of those elements come down to, you know, the signals that we send out that are largely unconscious of our willingness to caretake a partner. And that is deeply connected to our queen standards. So our boundaries, our needs, our communication, and our emotional maturity. Are we really willing to back that up? And if we aren't, we are likely going to fall into this pattern again of caretaking a partner or over-functioning in a relationship. And, you know, it'll work until it doesn't. And when we are moving and upgrading in our relationships, we want to be able to really trust that the men or the people that we are choosing to be in relationships with are there to meet you. They are capable of meeting you. They are capable of cherishing you and celebrating the feminine goddess within you. And if we don't reclaim that first, like, how do I celebrate that feminine goddess within me? How do I, you know, be really masterful in expressing my boundaries without going into like this very sharp and aggressive energy? Because regardless of who you are, if you do that, people just aren't going to be responsive. So it, it just doesn't work. There is literally an art form to this. And especially if you are a woman and a woman with a pussy, there is a, an energetic dance that we're playing with here. We are playing with the polarity. And if that is something that you are desiring, you are desiring a relationship where you are truly met. It means you have to bring the fullness of who you are to the table, the fullness of who you are into the, the, the dance. And that, you know, that takes time. There are things that are, you know, probably tender that need to be witnessed. And sisterhood plays such a crucial role in calling in partners who are capable, willing, excited, turned on to meet you. So if that is your jam, it's so my jam. <laughs> if it's your jam, this new container starts mid-April. Right now, the program is already waitlisted. And obviously the doors open to the wait list first before they go out to the general population, general community. And if you want to get on that wait list, um, space is limited. And I'm not just saying that uh, as like a pressure thing. It's legit. Like I am very, very, very keen on holding an integral space, a space where everyone does have room to belong. And if there are thousands of people in a program, there's just not that personal touch point. And I have such a deep desire to know every single woman in this container. 
and to know her story and to know her gifts and to know her light and to be able to amplify her magic. I can't, you know, really, really anchor and amplify your magic with you if I don't know you. And so we are keeping the container relatively small. And because of that, like when we're filled up, we're filled up and we're probably going to run this program once a year. So (laughs) if this is a calling for you and you know, like, okay, I'm ready to do this work. I'm ready to be committed. It's a six month, um, commitment. And there is a mix of coaching calls curriculum. Obviously I will also be leading embodiment and movement classes because the body is such a, a critical piece of this whole process. We will also be doing tapping for confidence and for worth and for value and really embodying all of those queen codes. There are also segments that are going to be led by my team and circles that they lead. There's also guest facilitators that are coming in to do guest workshops. And we are doing a King panel. And I am so turned on by this. <laughs> I'm so excited for the men that have said yes to this, uh, this offering, which is, it's so essential. If you want to be mutually met in a relationship, you need to know what it feels like to be in the presence of a man who is integrated, a man who is anchored, a man who does cherish and revere the feminine so that you know what that, that code feels like you have that in your system. You'll be able to recognize it. So we're doing a King panel where they're going to be answering your questions, you know, straight from their mouths of (laughs) what the experience of being mutually met is like for them, what they look for inside of partnership, all of these things. Like they're, they're there, they're there to be of devoted service to your feminine rising. Like I, I almost want to cry because it's such a generous thing that these men have offered to do, to be in service of you service of you having the love that is, is longing is aching in your heart for you to have. They want that for you. And they have agreed to come in and sit on this panel to support you. Like, I'm just, I'm so in awe of how many extraordinary men are actually out in the world. And I know right now it's a bit of a wonky time. There's some shit going down and all the more reason to do this work so that you're able to discern and they're going to support you and me and everyone in the container of like, how do we discern what men are safe and what men are not? And, you know, a large part of that is being in our body. So it is the embodiment work. It is the feminine reclamation work that we're doing inside of that container inside of sisterhood. And then we will also have that supported and anchored by this incredible panel of Kings. So if that is your jam, um, the link for the waitlist is in the show notes. It's also in my bio link on Instagram. It's the top one. And if you are just like chomping at the bit and you're like, I, I want to jump in and do some work right away. I do have four self-study classes that are available on my Academy. And the one that probably pertains the most is the healing over functioning. There's also one on rejection So healing from rejection, 
There's one on betrayal and rebuilding trust. And there's one on healing emotional manipulation. So being able to spot when you're being emotionally manipulated, maybe even spot when you might be emotionally manipulating and clean that up because there is no space for healthy partnership in a container of being emotionally manipulative. If we are holding and harboring old wounds around betrayal or broken trust, or if we have like this origin wound of rejection, or if we're like over-functioning to not feel all of that material, um, those four pillars are so essential to clean up. And, you know, those courses are a hundred dollars each, and there is a code you can use. It's called, it's all caps, sweetness, 2021, all one word. Again, that will be in the show notes. You can use that promo code and it will bring those courses down to $67 each. So this is a really easy way to, you know, start the the process of digesting this material, integrating this, this material, creating more capacity in your system for the love that you are so desiring that you are so worthy of. And, uh, next week I am going to be doing a session on the podcast about attraction. And I I was going to do that today, but then we went in a whole different direction. So next week will be (laughs) that episode and like those, there's going to be some really important nuggets in there as well. So stay tuned for that. If this episode was helpful, if there was any point in the conversation where you're like, ding, that was for me please share it. Please share that insight with me. You can reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM. I love hearing from all of you. If you want to share it on your social media, if that feels available to you, or if that's something that you want to do, that is so wildly helpful in spreading the word about the podcast and these conversations. And it's just, it's so helpful. And I really, really, really appreciate it when that happens and make sure to tag me radical self-love so that I can share it as well. And if you just want to pass the episode along to someone who, you know, it could really support that is also incredible. And if you just need to digest it and hold it close and like, just be in it for yourself, that's cool too all of it belongs, all of it matters, all of it is revered and respected and loved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending this time with me today. I do not take it lightly that you just invested nearly an hour of your day in having this conversation and being and bearing witness to, you know, the truth telling and the honesty and the expression here. I, I just, I love and adore all of you so much. I am obsessed with our community and I can't wait to, you know, keep expanding alongside with you. And for all of those of you who feel called to the mutually met container, head to the wait list, hop on, and all of the information goes out next week. So I think we're planning on sending that out on the 31st. I don't know how many days are in March. (laughs) It's in the last day of March, the last day of March. Um, this will be going out to the wait list and then it will be live for the general community on April 1st. So it gives you 24 hours to claim one of those spots to ensure that you get into the program. And otherwise, if you need a little bit more time to digest it, 
that's totally fine. And it will be, you know, the doors will be open until they're not, until we fill up the program. So all of that is available to you and all the links are in the show notes. And I hope you have a beautiful weekend, a beautiful day, wherever you are on the planet listening to this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, for showing up, for walking through your own initiations and your own tunnels to even be here in this conversation. I see you. I value you. You are so incredibly important. And I look forward to connecting with you all next week, if not sooner. Bye, friends.